welcome to another episode of Young Adult Path to Progress. I'm Allie Dietz, and I'm so pumped to be bringing this episode to you. I had the pleasure of sitting down with one of my best friends, Cassidy Graves, earlier this week and having a conversation with her about her personal path. For anyone who doesn't know Cass, Cass found out in 2014 when she was 19 that she was eight months pregnant. She was at her first year at USC and unexpectedly, her path completely changed overnight. Her story is one of the most insane psycho stories I have ever heard, yet alone witnessed. And um, sitting down and talking to her was really incredible because when it happened, I kind of got to witness it all firsthand. And because of that, I never really sat down and talked to Cass about everything in detail. I mean, since it's happened, now looking back on it and how much she's grown we never really have had that kind of conversation. So the fact that we were able to for this episode was really cool and super special for me. But I'm telling you, this girl has the type of wisdom that only a mother can have. Um, I feel super excited and confident that this conversation is going to give everyone listening a new source of inspiration and it's going to push you to feel to push past any kind of obstacles that you're going through. We talked about having your dreams completely change and finding your purpose and really focusing on what your purpose is and blocking out all of the bullshit on the outside. And we talked about being bullied and um, kind of that goes into the conversation of finding your purpose of, of being able to release any kind of feeling that you have when you're going through something like that, because you have a purpose. So this conversation, even though, you know, Cass found out that she was pregnant when she was eight months along, this conversation, I believe is really a great conversation for anyone to listen to just to feel like you, no matter what curveballs life is going to throw at you, you're able to get past it. Um, You just have to want to. I know that I left this conversation with a whole, I mean, I've respected Cass and known her strength for forever, but I left this conversation just really in awe of her even more so than I was beforehand. And I know that you guys are going to love her just as much as I do. I have one of my best friends, Cassie Graves, here with me to tell one of the most psycho stories <laughs> I've ever heard. I don't want to give it away, so I'm going to hand it over to Cass so that she can introduce herself and tell you guys a little bit. <laughs> She's looking at me like I'm crazy because <laughs> I'm just throwing it at her. I'm going to let her explain to you what her path has looked like in her own words. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. Um, yeah, so you told me to like jump right in and yeah, say what? it. Yeah. I'm not my... Crazy, okay, in, in 2014, yeah, in 2014, let's just say Cassidy broke the internet. <laughs> unfortunately. It's um, not unfortunate. No, it's the best thing to ever happen in my life. Absolutely, hands down. It was just a very crazy, insane story that whenever I tell it, people are like, mm, no way. Like, I don't believe you. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really believe myself still. So, um, basically... Um, Back in 2014, I was a student at the University of South Carolina, and me and my boyfriend at the time had broken up um, a few months prior, and I guess fast forward to March 2014, um, I found out that I was about eight months pregnant, and it absolutely rocked my world. Um, I guess if you want me to jump in on how I found out. Yeah, go into how you found out that you were pregnant. Yeah. And then I have a few questions. Okay, cool. Um, So basically, I was at USC kind of living my best life in college. It's been my dream school to go there forever. So I was, you know, living it up, absolutely living my dream, going to school there, had the best, best time. Um, I went 
to visit my parents in March and I had severe heartburn that I have never ever gotten heartburn or acid reflux or anything like that ever. So I knew it was not normal. So I was talking to my mom about it and she was like, should we go see a doctor? And I was like, probably like, I'm sure it's nothing serious. Um, so I went, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little did I know now, um, went to the doctor and my doctor looked at me and was like, do you think there is any possible chance that you could be pregnant? And I was like, absolutely not. I would be like extremely far along if I was um, like, there's just no way I haven't had any symptoms. Like that's impossible. There's absolutely no way. Um, she said, okay, well, we're going to take a test. Um, just to, you know, rule out, find out. And I was like, okay, sure. Waste of time, but let's do it. Um, little do I know, took the test and she immediately comes back in saying it's positive and I'm pregnant and I'm roughly 32 weeks along. And me and my mom kind of sat there and I just bursted into tears and kind of blacked out from that moment up literally until what it feels until like last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my mom kind of just held me and said, everything's going to be okay and we're going to figure it out. And we did. And that's how I found out. And my life has never been the same since that and day. You have a perfect, literally the most amazing little boy. I know. Six years old. <laughs> He's Which perfect. Is, yeah. I can't believe he's six. I can't either. This so weird. Whenever I'm like telling the story, it feels like yesterday. I think that the biggest thing that everyone questions when they find out that you found out you were mm-hmm. eight, almost eight months along when you found out you were pregnant, everyone wonders how. How did you not have symptoms? Yeah. How did you not know? Were you getting your period? What? Yeah. I mean, yeah. How? That's definitely like the first thing they say. Like, how the heck did you not know? And I'm like, Look, I had no symptoms. I didn't get any nausea, no morning sickness. Um, I did gain a little bit of weight, which I did notice, but I had thought it was just because I was at college and yeah, I was drinking when I was pregnant, which is actually really scary to think about right now. Um, So I just thought I was putting on, you know, the freshman or well, sophomore at the time, but sophomore 10, 15 pounds and I was, so I was on birth control, um, I guess when Brayden was conceived and I had gone off of it when I went to USC. So my period has always been very irregular with that. And so I had gotten off of it when I went to USC. So I was still kind of spotting here and there, which was normal for my period when I wasn't on birth control. I know whenever I tell a story, everyone's like, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, it does make sense. But, um, Yeah, so I was spotting here and there that I thought was just a normal period because that's what my period has been for the last, like, three or four years that I was on the pill for. So I didn't take it as abnormal because it was all jacked up, so. Yeah, you always just had a weird period. So why would you question anything? Exactly. But you did have moments. That I thought that I possibly (laughs) could. Yeah, yeah, because of you and your mom and Court and everyone kind of like my boobs got big and they definitely did get big and I was really tired all of the time. But like, you know, everyone says I didn't. You were here in December. Yeah. And my mom, she would, Cass would come over to my house and just sleep. Sleep. She would knock out. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, you're pregnant. And I was like, no, I'm not. And Cass was like, I'm (laughs) I'm really not pregnant. (laughs) And she was like, okay, let's prove it. And literally we went and got, went and took a pregnancy test and it came back negative. Which to this day, I think we took two or three. And they all came back negative. And they were all negative, which to this day, I do not understand. It's so, I really don't understand. It's really scary. Yeah. How we can't trust (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, not to scare you guys, but, yeah. And I was like, see, I told you, like, I'm not pregnant. I'm just gaining weight from being at school. And the weight didn't look like no. pregnancy weight. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of – you kind of got wider. Yeah. You didn't grow out in your belly. You got wider. Yeah. Which was really weird. So tell me, how how did you have a almost eight-month-old baby yeah. inside of you? Yeah, so that and was the first thing that I asked my doctor. I was like, how? Like, where is it? Where is he? Or, well, so yeah. 
circle back to when she did tell me I was pregnant. She was like, do you want to know the gender? And I was like, I mean, hit me with it because there's nothing else that you're going to say to shock me right now. Um, and she told me it was a boy. And I said, is he okay? Yeah. Like, I have not taken any precautions of this, obviously. So is he okay? And she said, well, I'm going to refer you to an OBGYN in right now. And you're going to go right now. And they're going to take an ultrasound and check him out to see what's going on. And I said, okay. Um, and so me and my mom drove to the OBGYN. And they pulled my shirt up and put the gel on it and did an ultrasound, which I'm just like crying this entire time because it's so so surreal. surreal. And I literally felt like I was dreaming Um, and took it. And what do you know? There is an almost full blown baby boy in my stomach. Um, And she did notice that he wasn't moving a lot, but heard the heartbeat and everything was healthy and everything was good. And I was like, he's not moving. And she said, that's because you're so tiny that he doesn't have any room, any space to move, which is why you didn't, you haven't really felt to him because you're so small. And so I was like, "Um, so like, (laughs) basically we know what next, like what now? Um, She gave me some prenatals and some medication to kind of help along the the next month to kind of open me up or expand me a little bit. Um, and I did. I swear, I feel like I popped overnight. And the next morning, I, like, had a little belly. Not really the next morning, but... Um, it was insane. It was, like, boom. <laughs> it was She's crazy. Nine months long. Mm-hmm. And I still... Um, I only gained 15 pounds throughout that entire time. So even, like, the day I gave birth to Bray, I had only gained 15 pounds. So I was still very small, but definitely bigger, where he could move along or move around. Um and I definitely looked pregnant then. So, yeah, just did that and then went in for weekly checkups and gave birth to him on April <laughs> So take me through the emotions of that day when you found out from, I mean, you were, how old were you? Were you 18, 19? I was 19. You were 19. Mm-hmm. You were in your first year at school. First year at USC, but my second year of college, yeah. You were in your at your first year at university. Yes. And you find out that your whole life is about to change. Yeah. You have all the emotions for that. Mm-hmm. And you said your first question is, is he okay? So instantly that, that motherly instinct just kicked in. Yeah. Fear for him. Absolutely. Fear for him. Fear for myself, knowing that everything was about to change. Um, I felt sad. Yeah. Honestly, like looking back, that was the worst day of my life and also the best day of my life because it gave me literally the best, most perfect angel human little boy I could ever. Like I think back and I'm like, I can't believe I ever lived without him ever. He's so perfect. I know. And that day, you know, it gave me him and I'm so freaking thankful and I'm so blessed for that. But that was absolutely the hardest day of my entire life. Yeah. Um, it's so hard to even talk about. Because yeah. it was so traumatizing. Um, yeah, overall sadness and fear. And thank God for the best parents in the world because I wouldn't have been able to get through it without them. Yeah. And it's one of those things that you don't think would happen to you. No. You never, ever think something like this could ever happen until it actually does. And what's that like? I mean, was there a moment where you're like, are, what? Am I, I'm this, I'm, I'm this person. Yeah. I literally didn't believe it. And I'm like that I don't understand. And funny, I was actually still talking to my doctor too. And I was like, or like how? And she said, this actually happens a lot more often than you would think it does. Which is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> be careful out there. No. Um, and I was like, that's absolutely crazy. Like this happens more often than you would think and she said especially with you know tiny and athletic girls like you they find out you know much later or they don't have the symptoms that make them think that they would be so yeah you really don't think this could ever happen to you until it does and it's crazy and how do you move forward from that day I mean you were it was March that you found out yep he came in April came in April um you I just looked at my mom and my dad and I'm just like, game plan, baby. Like, <laughs> what are we going to do now? Like, you really 
I look back and I can't believe how strong I actually was during that time because it was just, I kind of, my mind just completely flipped a switch. And we, I talked to my parents and we made a plan and I, they helped me, you know, finish school at USC, transferred back home, lived with them, had the baby, had Brayden, that was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And just kind of went from there. And you really don't have, when being strong is your only choice, you really don't have any other option than to do that. And so I kind of just put my big girl pants on and went about the rest of my life. So how was that last few weeks at school? I mean, how did you, did you tell people on campus? What did you? I'll never forget. Um, I went back to school with my roommates and I lived with three other girls and I came back and I just burst into tears and told them and they couldn't believe it. And they had seen me every single day um, since that or every single day that year. So they were a total shock. Um, They just held me and told them and I told my professors I was in that I'm going to be giving birth to a baby boy in a month or three weeks, actually. And they were all very supportive and they helped me take my finals early. Um, my roommates helped me, you know, pack up my stuff. They were amazing. Um, I called my best friend, Courtney, at the Courtney's time. my sister. Yeah. And she she literally drove down five minutes later to come be with me and... Just having her there was everything I needed and more and having the support of my best friends and my family and all of that is what really helped me get through it. I remember the day that you had your doctor's appointment, Mm -hmm. the day that you found out, Courtney and I, we we knew that you were going. Yeah. And there was a moment that we were back in Courtney's bedroom and you weren't answering. I think the day that you found out, you didn't talk for like a day. You went black for like a day, a day and a half or something. I turned my phone off for a week. It was a week until yeah. I heard from you? Mm-hmm. It was like five days. And wow. I, I remember being that Yeah. Well, so this was spring break that yeah. I went. So I was with my parents, and I just turned my phone off and didn't talk to anybody. Yeah. And I remember week. talking to Courtney, and we – because we, we already had kind of suspected when you were here in December. Yeah. And when you called her – we, I think right before she picked up the phone or something, we looked she, at each other and we were like, she's yeah. definitely pregnant. Yeah. Like, that has to be what it is. Courtney knows all when it comes to... Yeah, Donna knows she, all, too. I mean, Mom knew. Calling it, yeah. Yeah, from... Mom was, like, the first. She, mm-hmm. Yeah, she always jokes that she's gonna yeah. be the first to know when everyone's pregnant. Totally. After <laughs> she this. She thinks she <laughs> has some kind of... <laughs> she does. She has a superpower. Um, yeah. So, I, so you finished your finals before Brayden was born. Yeah. And then you went back home. Your parents had moved to Myrtle Beach. Yeah. So I packed up all my stuff at USC and moved in with my parents and transferred schools to go to school post by my family. And that was it. That was the start of what was going to be the rest of my life. And it honestly... Um, took a really big toll on me. I was very, I'm not going to say depressed because I don't take that word lightly, but I was extremely sad and angry and just still questioning why this happened. Um, but then, you know, once Brandon was born, it all went out the window. Yeah, I still had a lot of, you know, loneliness and sadness and I can't believe this is my life now. I'm 19. I'm a single parent and just completely, you know, you have this idea of what you want your life to look like in this kind of plan that you, you know, tried to follow. follow yeah. You life. have your path figured out. Yeah. Yeah. You have your path in <laughs> yeah. life and, you know, it's not always going to go the way that you expected it to. Yeah. And this definitely was not the path that I had wanted. And now it's a path that I couldn't imagine living any differently. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say it a million times throughout mm-hmm. this whole episode, but Brayden is just, he's the coolest kid. Mm-hmm. He is so smart. He's beautiful. He's <laughs> funny. He is he's just, he's literally perfect. Mm-hmm. Take me through that 
you had two years left in school. Yeah. You just didn't have a college experience? No. Um, I, um, the first year of Brayden's life was really hard. And I'll say this until the day I die that I could not have done this without my mom and my dad. My mom helped me, you know, in the middle of the night for, with feedings. She watched Brayden while I went to class and finished school. She watched Brayden while I went and waited tables from 5 p.m. until midnight and would come home and wake up every three hours to feed Brayden. And, you know, she, if I didn't have her support through any of that, I would not have been able to finish school. I would not have been able to save up that money because I was going, I was obviously working, you know, to pay for everything with, for Bray and also, you know, to hopefully get my own place one day. And I wouldn't have been able to be where I am today without them. Without that support. Without that support. Yeah, they really are. I mean, the support system that you had through this was incredible. incredible. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the first couple years was hard. I was very tired. Um, But, I yeah, I finished school and... You got a degree in PR. Got my bachelor's degree in PR from Coastal Carolina. And it's got me to where I am today. And I am, I mean, it's definitely a huge accomplishment. And I'm really proud that I was able to do that. But, you know. (laughs) You don't want to boost yourself. But, I mean, I I honestly, I look at you and I'm just in awe. Mm. I'm so proud of you. Not just, I mean, obviously, yes, for the fact that you were able to graduate. The fact that you were working those Mm -hmm. hours to make money to give Brayden the life that he had. But just everything that you've done as a mother. Mm -hmm. The way that you hold it together. Yeah. My, definitely my friends kind of put that in my mind and always tell me that is something I should be proud of because I was just not I I don't really know how to explain it you were just doing what you had to do yeah like when you they don't said I'm so proud of you and I was like extraordinary totally and I was like that I had no other choice it was so by the way extraordinary thanks yeah um <laughs> so for that first year two years you were mm-hmm. going to school you were working mm-hmm. as a waiter yep Working as a waiter, you were a single mom. Mm-hmm. When you had Brayden, yeah, there was a lot of. When I say that Cass rocked our hometown, I mean like I don't think that our hometown has recovered yet. <laughs> like, like it's still the biggest Ugh, which bomb I, that's ever been dropped near. Which I hate because I. I hate, if you know me at all, I hate being the center of attention. And it was just not, you know, being from a small town and kind of everybody knowing everybody and knowing everyone's business business, um, was unwell, to say the lightest. Um, People are going to talk and stories are going to get mixed up. And rumors are going to be told and things are going to come about that are just simply not true. That kind of give this false look at what the real true story was. And it was hard. Um, I was not living in Stafford anymore, um, which was honestly nice during this time. But everyone talked and things were said that kind of made me realize who my real friends were and people didn't believe my side of the story or believed what they wanted to believe. Um, they tried you know, to decide what your story was for they you. They did. Yeah. They thought I was lying about a lot of it. They, you know, I've, the list goes on. I heard, you know, Cody's not Brayden's dad. Why are you lying? I heard you planned this entire thing to get the attention and to, you know, trap Cody. You, any, like, literally any lie in the book you could think that I just looked at them and I'm like, are you guys insane? Like, clearly you don't, you don't know, know me. me at all. Like, okay, yeah, I, you're right. I applied to go to USC, my dream school, to go there to plan to get pregnant and leave. Like, you're right. I planned this entire yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, No. That's, that's absolutely not what I wanted. Um, yeah, and, you know, false accusations of 
me lying about, you know, who Brayden's dad is, which to this day is extremely hurtful because I would never, ever, ever do something like that. Is and, that the most hurtful thing you think that was thrown at you? Um, I would say no. I mean, I don't think that was the most hurtful because at the end of the day. You knew. I knew. And he knew. You know, Cody knew. And no one else. No one else. It doesn't really matter. And I don't care what anyone thinks, honestly. And I would say that and just them, people thinking that I kind of planned this whole thing was extremely hurtful to me because that's attacking my character and thinking that I would do something like this to affect someone else's life so drastically um, that, I don't know, it just made me feel like clearly you don't respect me as a friend or a person. Because these were friends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call them best friends, but they were definitely friends. And Mm -hmm. these friends that I heard these certain things from, you know, these were the people who texted me after Brayden was born, you know, congratulating me and saying they want to meet him. And And they were behind your back. Behind my back talking, talking shit about me and all of this. And, you know, I was at such, such a fragile place. And, you know, mentally that... It took a huge, you know, toll on me and I hated it. And looking back on it now, I'm grateful for that because now I know who my best friends are and that's the only people that matter. And that's the only people's opinions that matter to me. And people want to talk that they can, they can talk, do whatever they want. And I used to, it's funny because in high school and I used to be, I always cared about what people thought. I, I don't want people to think badly of me. I want to, you know want everyone to like me. And I was always like that. And now I'm like, I literally could not care less because I have Brayden and I'm in such an amazing place with Cody and his family and my family that nothing else matters. And it's an amazing and refreshing place to be. And it's probably nice to be in a space where you don't have that fake. Totally. Take people. Like, yeah. As hard as that experience had to have been mm-hmm. to know that those people don't matter. Absolutely. How did you get yourself to a space where you realized these people don't matter? How did you not care what they were saying? Because, I mean, that that's, yeah. A, you're going through the hardest time in your life already. Mm-hmm. To have all of that thrown on top of it. Yeah. How do you pull yourself from that? It took an extremely long time. And... At the end of the day, like, I just, I looked at Brayden and I knew that was all that mattered. And I knew that if these people were going to say these things, then they weren't people I wanted to be in my life. They weren't people I wanted to be in Brayden's life. And, you know, not cutting them out. That's not the word. That's not how I want to phrase it. But just knowing that not being associated with those people anymore, I knew was going to benefit me. It's going to benefit Brayden in the long run. And things change after you have a kid. Like, Everything, actually, everything changes. And you don't have time for the bullshit. And I'm not going to put up with people and have that negative energy around me and have that negative energy around Brayden. So it got easier. But, you know, it took some time. And what is that switch from when all of a sudden it goes from all about you to all about this other little human that didn't exist? I, I, it just, um, it's so hard to describe, but... It gets so cliche and cheesy to say, but the love that you have for your baby is so just out of this world. And I look at him and I just could could cry because I love him so much. And I would literally, I say this all the time, if something ever happened to Brayden, I would literally jump off a bridge. Like I could not, I can't think of life without him because it makes me so sad. And like, it's like the most instant. Like, this feeling I have right now, like, it happens instantly. And, you know, it just kicks in and you just love this little human so much that you want to throw up. Like, (laughs) it's crazy. Like, I never thought I could, like, you could ever feel anything like that until it was him. And it just, you realize nothing else in the world matters except for this little person that you now control their, not control, you are responsible for their life. And... You're a mom. Like, I'm a mom now. And I look up at my... I know. (laughs) And I look up to my mom so much. And I just knew I wanted him to look up to me just as much as I look up to mine. And you're just... It's... That's all that matters now. 
all, you know, any negative people, any negative thoughts, any, like, irrelevant shit. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So it's hard to say, like, what exactly that switch was because there wasn't, you know, a certain light, a certain moment that happened where I was like, oh, wait a second. I don't care. I only care, you know, about my kid and me. And it's not like that. It's kind of just Through all of the shit that was happening outside the door, Mm -hmm. what you had right there with you was everything. Everything. I, I would catch myself being sad and I would just look at him and be like, snap out of it. Why you can't be sad. sad. Yeah. You can't be sad. Like, you have a little baby you're taking care of who makes your life so much better and makes your life so full. And at the end of the day, if it was just me and Brayden, like, that, he's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And you just have to keep telling yourself that and feeling it in your heart, and it really is. And if you didn't matters. do that, if you let the outside noise mm-hmm. affect you in any kind of way, Brayden would have felt that. Yeah. And I'm telling you, knowing Brayden and this yeah. perfect little boy that he has become, mm-hmm. he never has ever felt anything but pure love and joy in his life. Which is amazing so. because mm-hmm. the way that he came into this world was shocking. Rocky. And Very rocky. <laughs> explosive. I know. Yeah. It's funny. Me and Cody always talk about, like, so are we going to tell him about what happened? Like, you know, mom's story and what happened. And I'm like... You know, are you going? To? I don't know. We haven't we haven't figured, figured out. that out yet. Yeah. I'm sure we'll cross that bridge when he's much much older. Much older. Um, are you scared for that? Mm, I'm not so much scared because I think by the time he's older, he'll understand. And, and he also has such an incredible life. You've given him right. such a great life. Right. That a story like this, and just yeah. to know that you were able to pull out of it. I mean, maybe we'll summarize it, not say any of the negative stuff that happened, because honestly, like, that negative stuff doesn't matter anymore. It's water under the bridge, and it's something that I don't like to think about. I don't like to talk, well, don't like to talk about often. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it's, we're moved so moved on from it that I don't think he needs to hear anything like that. I generally don't think it. For me, it's, it's the strength that you were able to allow Mm -hmm. that to be water under the bridge yeah it it was a battle that's for sure you know and I'm so blessed and thankful that where I'm at today with all of this mentally and emotionally and all of that is night and day than what it was and honestly just because people ask me like how did you overcome all of this that happened in the beginning and I say I you know did what was best for Brayden. And I knew in my heart this was where we're at today is pure and it's good and it's where we're supposed to be. It is. And what happened, I think, was fully in God's plan. And I think Brayden was a miracle baby and he's meant to be here no matter what. And, you know, it may not have been smooth sailing at first, but I think that everything that happened in the beginning was supposed to happen he for is, where we're today. He is. The biggest miracle I've yeah. ever seen in my life. He's- so let's talk about some exciting stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like where you're at right now in your life, which is yeah. such an incredible space. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the first few years going through everything was extremely hard. Mm-hmm. Something that I sure. could not even imagine. Mm-hmm. Most of us could not even imagine. <laughs> but you are in, like, I look at your life now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish that I was, like, as put together and settled and... Oh my gosh, I'm not put together <laughs> at all. No. As Cass. I, I mean, yeah, so I'm living in Charleston with Bray and Ash. Ash Shout is out one to of Ash. our best friends. Yeah. And um, I currently work in influencer management and I've been here for about over a year and I love my job. I love my coworkers. I love my boss. It's given me the flexibility to work remotely, which is such a blessing because I get to take and pick up Brayden from school, um, which is, oh my gosh, such a blessing because last year when I was at my job, you know, you know, you have to wake up early and you take him to school and I used to have to go to the office and was at the office from nine to five and would rush to leave at five o'clock to go pick up Brayden from daycare and then come home and 
you know, make dinner and shower and then go to bed and do it all over again. And I'm so blessed that I'm able to do what I'm able to do right now because it gives me that time to more spend with Bray and I love it. How did you ever have issues in your previous job? Mm -hmm. So she had a job at another PR firm. Yeah. Not influencer management, but Mm -hmm. at a PR firm. When you were working in office Mm -hmm. and you were Cody Braden's dad is in Braden's life, but they don't live in the same town right now. So you were alone. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the time. So how did you manage um, going to work and, and, and getting Brayden. And did they ever give you issues? No. I need to leave at 5 o'clock to go get my son. Oh, no. I've never been – I've ne- they've never given me issues. Um, I think the most challenging part was, you know, hey, Cass, you want to go grab a drink um, for happy hour, like when we get out of work? And I would say, you know, I'd have to run up to all the way up in Mount Pleasant and grab Bray from school, and then maybe I can meet you guys, and Bray would always come with me, which is so funny because – me and Bray are kind of package deal. So if <laughs> you the best package if deal. you want to go get a drink or go to dinner, like Brayden's coming with me. So, um, yeah, no, no one ever gave me issues or anything. Everyone I've worked with has been amazing and which is incredible, phenomenal. Thank goodness, because if they didn't, I'm truly blessed in the industry that I do work in because it's been very lenient. And, and you also work in a very female driven, very female driven industry, industry. and. In the beginning, I was like, how am I going to do what I want to do and be a mom at the same time? And, yeah, um, my, quote, dream job changed since having Brayden. You know, I had always fantasized on, you know, living in New York City and working for Cosmopolitan or Seventeen Magazine and, you know, working on that the editorial side of things at a major magazine and coming to the realization Cass you're never going to move to New York City with a baby are you kidding and sucked and I kind of shifted my way of a work-life balance that has actually made me so much happier and I think I could have done it like if I had really, really, really wanted to, um, I don't think anyone should not go after their dream or their goal in life just because you're a mom now. I think you can do anything that you want to do. You just have little human by your side and you just have to be a little bit more responsible in terms of money and your home and where you're living. Um, and I just come to realization that I want to live to work and not work to live. And having that, At my current job, the amazing work-life balance that I have is so important to me. And that is my new dream job, is to have that flexibility and that time with Brayden that I wouldn't be able to get if I, you know, was doing something else. Yeah, it's funny because I I posted and asked if anyone has questions for you. And one of the questions that was sent in was, do you feel like your dreams and aspirations were put on hold because you got pregnant? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, my dream of graduating from USC changed. I didn't get to finish the college experience that everyone else my age got to do. You know, I didn't get to go to all the football games and I didn't get to join a sorority or I didn't get to live away from home. You know, I didn't get that college experience that no one else got, which was always a dream of mine. I didn't get to up and move to New York or move to LA after a graduation, like how, how I originally had wanted to do. I didn't get to go to Australia to study abroad at USC like I was in meetings with about doing prior to finding out I was pregnant. And you know, this isn't some, you know, soft story, boo-hoo me, like not at all. Like I would take Brayden over any of that every single day. Um, but yeah, my dreams definitely changed and and how do you roll with that change because you really have you find a new dream that will fulfill you just as much as your old one that you thought would and it fulfills you in just a different way um yeah if that makes sense (laughs) another question that came in um kind of going into something that you touched on a little bit Mm -hmm. earlier was budgeting when you have yeah not just one person to feed, but two people mm-hmm. to feed. Yeah. Have you <laughs> run into <laughs> <laughs> How do you have, budget? 
Yeah. Um, I, well, I guess, you know, jumping back to have my dreams and aspirations changed because, you know, the work-life balance that I do have right now is helping me raise Brayden into being the, you know, the boy and future man that I want him to be, which is so important. And the budgeting aspect of that, you know, I work in PR. I don't make a million dollars. Um, did I have to cut out some of my online shopping addiction? Absolutely. Do I get help? Yes. You know, from Cody. He's been helped too, um, which I'm very grateful for. But yeah, I think you can do it. Babies are freaking expensive. <laughs> so scared. They are a lot of money. And yeah, you do have to budget and think, you know, we're not going to go on this vacation or you can't buy that bag or those pair of shoes because you have to buy diapers. Yeah. Yeah. Which granted, Bray's not in diapers anymore, but you know, in the beginning it was all towards Yeah, but diapers become soccer practice. Yeah. Soccer team and. Oh yeah. Bray's in, you know, all the sports, which bring me so much joy and seeing him so happy and loving it brings me so much joy that I don't need to spend money on unnecessary things. Like it was funny. I was talking to Cody and Taylor yesterday and they were talking about putting him in hockey and I was like, literally, it can take every single dollar in my bank account and I'm going to love it <laughs> because I'm so excited for Brayden to play hockey because he loves it so much because there was joking about how it's like the most expensive sport that you can do and I was like, take all my money. I don't care. Like, whatever makes him happy is what I want him to do. Yeah. And, but yeah, I mean, definitely have to budget and be smart. Don't be dumb, which <laughs> if you're a mom... You'll know. Like, once – it's so easy. It's not easy, but it's – It's what you have to do. Way more doable to do. Than you think. Than you think. Yeah. Like, you right now, you're going to be like, absolutely not. I cannot afford a child. But, like, if you get down to it, you definitely could. <laughs> <I> don't. <know. laughs> don't. Yeah. I'm so poor, guys. <laughs> what do you think the best part about being a mom is? Oh, my gosh. All of it. I think just – Having this little human that you have so much love for that loves you unconditionally and looks up to you in so many ways, the feeling of that is just unlike no other. Like, it's, that's the, I'm trying to like have words to explain it. I didn't know what love really was until I had Bray. And it's, it's terrifying and it's the best ever. Like, I just look at him and, want to die because <laughs> he'd like love him so much you know and yeah. having him just saying like I love you mommy good morning mommy like there's oh, so nothing sweet. like it and just having that person alongside this journey with me is just the best and I love being a mom and I love being his mom and couldn't imagine it any other way what's the hardest part about being um a mom? also everything <laughs> <laughs> you know it's hard um, I think constantly, see, this is, it's, it's hard to say because it's not hard putting him first. It's the easiest thing I can ever do is always putting him first, but realizing decisions that you make are going to affect your child. Every little, every little decision that you make will affect them so much. And, um, that is always hard to do. And I'm tired a lot and you don't really have your alone time which is hard. Um, but mental, I think the mental aspect of being a mom is the hardest. Um, dropping him off at school and just praying to God that he stays safe all day and not to get you know dark or anything, but just the feeling or the thought of something happening to him is the worst. I think that I absolutely think that's the hardest thing to do or seeing them hurt or seeing them sad or, you know, Something that happened kind of, not recently, but last year, this one little boy in school was not being nice to Bray. And I just, like, broke down. And I was so sad. Not in front of him, but it just made, it broke my heart to see my child so sad from something that someone else said to him. Who's going to be mean to Bray? I I know. I will. Me too. I literally will ruin that little boy's life. I don't think (laughs) you understand. Like, I will throw hands to a six-year-old. What did he do? 
like didn't want to play with him on the playground or instead I don't like this like kid. you can't you can't play with that and it's some like it's it just made children so being sad. children but yeah and you know that taught me that this is gonna it's gonna happen yeah but I definitely think it'll that's teach, the hardest. it'll teach him so much but mm-hmm. the, the physical tiredness the running around making sure he has everything for school practice give me all that every day do not be mean to my kid because <laughs> I will not be ha- not be okay with that. Yeah, like just having the these idea of overwhelming anyone feelings. hurting Bray is just also like. Do you realize this is the coolest kid in school? Honestly, like no. the coolest kid you will ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> He's super rad. So. He's so cool. Yeah, I definitely would say that's the hardest though. Yeah, like it pulls at your heartstrings in different ways that you didn't know was possible. You sound like my mom. Do I coming I- on and talking about my internet troll? <laughs> yeah. Well, good. it's I mean yeah that's it's so hard I think that the only two other questions that I have are questions that I ask everyone that comes on okay hit me with it what piece of advice would 40 year old you give to you now at 26 just keep doing what you're doing because you're doing great and you can't no one's perfect and you're not going to be the perfect mom. So don't stress the little things and just take it day by day because you're going to be okay and Brandon's going to be okay and everything is going to pan out the way it's supposed to be. And God had a plan for you and to just keep living that plan that comes up every single day. Trust it. Trust, Trust your it. path. Trust your path. Mm-hmm. And the second end of that question is, what now are you at 26 most proud of? I'm most proud of just Brayden, of course, and how he's the best little boy ever. And now he has such a heart of gold and how I have helped shape that and help raise him to be that. Granny is a lot of years ahead of him. Um, I guess I'm just proud of being getting to how low I was mentally to where I'm at and how in such an amazing space I am today. Not only mentally, but also, you know, physically being on my own in Charleston in a place that I love doing what I love. It's really, really awesome. It's so crazy to look back and think how much my life has changed in the last six years and how thankful I am to be where I'm at today. And I didn't let anything stop me from going after what I wanted you could have absolutely could still be living on mom and dad's house (laughs) no no you would never yeah put in the work yeah so is there anything um, else that you want to say that you feel like we didn't cover that I didn't ask you that you think is an important part of your story important part I guess I would just say you know if you think if you think this is the end of your life, it's really not. It's just the beginning of a new life. And God has a reason for doing what he put on to- on you. And he gives his hardest struggles to his strongest soldiers. And I think that's really important to really look at and I'm absolutely not religious at all but thinking about that is just extremely comforting and I know that there's a reason for everything so if you're ever doubting yourself or in a place of your life that you're unhappy with just keep going because it gets better I promise yeah there's there's something that is supposed to happen for you in this life whether Mm -hmm. whether it is that you believe in God or you believe in something higher than yourself whatever it is that you believe in just believe that there is a reason for where you're at and that your Mm -hmm. path is going to open up in the exact way that it's supposed to yeah and your darkest of days will get brighter yeah hands down yay (laughs) i'm so happy that you came on thank you thank you i've been talking about this for so long having you on and to tell your story, it's, I mean, I, like, yeah. experienced it, you know, right right beside you, and I got to see it all firsthand, but I, I still am forever amazed by the way that you handled things, 
the fact that it even happened (laughs) is always shocking, but I'm so proud of you. And I think that you're the strongest person that I know. And there's no one else that I could think of that is better to have on this podcast to talk (laughs) about the way that your path can change and the way that you have to roll with it. Yeah. And if anyone is listening and going through any kind of switches transitions in your life that you didn't expect expect, just know that it works out in the exact way that it's Mm -hmm. supposed to and even if you're not finding out that you're eight months pregnant yeah (laughs) even if you're not finding out that you're eight months pregnant but you're still you know in a space that you're confused there's so much that you can take from what Cass went through Mm -hmm. I mean I look to you and your strength for when what you went through and I mean, it's definitely helped me accept a lot of change in my life. Um, And I think that it's one of the most incredible stories that I've ever gotten to witness firsthand. So I'm so proud of you and I love you. I love you. And you're the best second sister I could ever ask for. Well, thank you for (laughs) all of it. Very happy I could share my story. Never gets old every time I tell it. Never gets less crazy no but yeah. it never will no well but yeah you're gonna look at him and he's gonna be like <laughs> 35 and you're gonna be like i i did that i know six I'm years later and i still can't believe i'm a mom <laughs> all right what other funny things can we say anything take me back to when you asked me what it was hard the blowouts <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part of having a kid yeah the blowouts gross uh Okay, let's think. What can be funny? It's like we need to do a production and, like, set up our phones and videotape ourselves pouring the wine into the glass and be like, okay, we're going to need a glass of wine for this episode. I know. For the teaser. I know. And then it cut to, I found out I was pregnant when I was eight months long. Yeah. Sips tea. Life's fucking crazy. Yeah. It, like, it hits you. Life's a bitch. Life's a bitch. And then you die. (laughs) <laughs> except, for, <laughs> except for you have a lot of fun in the middle. Yeah. You do have a lot of fun in the middle. Why is it so hot in here? Thank you guys for listening. I hope that you were able to take something from this conversation and from Cassidy's story. It is, like I've said a million times over, just the craziest thing that I've ever seen. And I couldn't be more proud of the woman that Cass is, the mother that Cass is, I hope to one day be the same kind of mother that she is and the same kind of woman that she is. I really believe that she brought so much to this episode and I can't thank her enough for coming on. And thank you guys for listening. And I can't wait to hear what you guys think.